אתם עם SBS בעברית. שלום, אסטרליה. And she won gold and bronze at the Tokyo Olympics last year. Uh, she, she lives in Penrith in Western Sydney, but uh, she came all the way to Sydney's Central Synagogue with her mum and her coach, Miriam, uh, for a special Shabbat service. And she stayed around and she spoke at uh, a young adult Shabbat dinner with more than 100 people. Maybe she was feeling the inspiration or she, uh, something struck her during the uh, Shabbat service, which was uh, lots of prayers for people in Ukraine. But for whatever, whatever reason it was, she spoke off the cuff, uh, just uh, something she revealed, a very personal story uh, that she had never, ever spoken of before publicly. What she said was on the day she won gold, And this is her first gold medal ever at an Olympics. She said, I do believe I was blessed that day and for that moment because I was walking around that morning in the athlete's village, which I've done for two weeks, when I came across a beautiful memorial tree uh, in the main square that honored the 11 Israeli athletes. who were murdered in the terrible incident at the 1972 Olympics in Munich. And she said, I was like, how did I miss this memorial tree earlier? I'd never noticed it. But she, that morning, she noticed it and she went there and she said, it has beautiful white pebbles and ribbons on the tree where you could write a message to someone you have lost or for the 11 Israeli athletes who lost their lives. So... I wrote a little note for my maternal grandpa, my puppy from France, who passed away three years earlier, and he was my biggest fan. And I was like, okay, he's going to be with me today. And that evening, just days after having to rebound from the disappointment she had when uh, she came third in a different event, which she described as her hardest 48 hours emotionally ever, um, she... ended up that afternoon with the quickest time in the women's canoe final and she embraced her mum and her sister on the riverbank in triumph while her dad was commentating live from Channel 7's Sydney studio. And she said, look, that moment was absolutely incredible because when I crossed the line, I was able to celebrate the win for myself, my family, my whole community and everyone who supported me. And this is a special bit. She said... My mum, she ran down and hugged me. Obviously, we were all crying. And she showed me something in her hand. It was a white pebble that she picked up just by chance that same day without uh, Jessica knowing from the same memorial tree in the athlete's village. And she handed Jessica the pebble and just said, Puppy was with us today. And Jessica said, Oof, you can imagine that was... such a special moment and uh, look it all came out at uh, in this in the shul and everyone in the shul was really touched and amazed by that story and uh, she went on and shared a few tips and advice about how to stay motivated and things like that and resilience she passed her gold medal around which of course 
is a lot heavier. If no one's picked up a gold medal, it's actually very heavy. It's a lot heavier than it looks. She, you know, she was born in France originally, and she she said she doesn't normally publicly speak about being Jewish. But she said, look, it's because my, my family were in the Holocaust. And so that trauma is there all the time. And I've tended to be a bit reserved about it before. But she said it was so nice to feel the energy and the love and the amazing vibe in the room tonight. And she just felt it was it was the moment to, to share that beautiful story. We are talking to Shane Diziatnik, senior journalist at Australian Jewish News. And you are listening to... SBS Jewish Update with Nitsa Lowenstein. Shane, the, there is another story that um, is not so inspiring about a teacher at Moriah College High School that was arrested last week. Yes, so this happened uh, on Wednesday, the previous Wednesday, at Moriah College uh, High School head of English, Cody Reynolds, was arrested and charged in relation to possession and transmission of child abuse Australian Federal Police made the announcement that the 36-year-old was expected to face Sydney, or he did face Sydney Central Local Court later that day and was charged with online child abuse-related offences. The Eastern Command of the Child Protection Operation Team and officers searched his Kensington home and allegedly found child abuse material on two mobile phones and a laptop. Police seize the electronic devices and they will be subject to further forensic examination. And in a letter to parents, Mariah College Principal Rabbi Yehoshia Smukla said the school had been assured by the AFP that there is currently no evidence or information to suggest that any of the offences occurred at Mariah College or that any charges relate to online or in-person contact with Mariah College students. He added, Mr. Reynolds' employment at the college has been indefinitely suspended. Yeah, it is a very disturbing story. And from Australia, maybe we'll move to the Ukraine. The war still continues. Lots of casualties. One good news is from the Australian Rebetzin, Miriam Moskovich. She was born in Sydney. She was in Kharkiv with her husband, who was the rabbi of the Jewish community there for 30 years. And I believe she managed to flee to Israel. Yeah, she did in the end. She, she was determined to stay as long as she could. But uh, it got to the stage where uh, she told us uh, they felt they had no choice after a Russian missile struck a house just two doors down from where they lived, and after the windows and doors were blown out of their kindergarten and school. She said it's not bearable at the moment to be living over here. It's just constant, constant bombing. In the beginning, it was directed specific towards government buildings or something related to the army, she said, and now it's just indiscriminate. It's hospitals, it's schools, it's houses, One of the rabbi's houses was actually blown up, said. Despite being in Israel, he said they're still coordinating relief and evacuation efforts for the Jewish community left behind in Kharkiv and the 150 people in particular that are still sheltering in the shul. We're hoping to return, Moskowitz said, and we're desperately hoping this war is going to end. Shane, it's good to know that Rebetzin Moskowitz made it to Israel. Did she describe her trip? 
Yeah, she did. She did. I was, couldn't imagine what it might be like, but she said they basically had to pack or choose everything that they had for the past three decades and pack it into just three suitcases. Imagine trying to do that. And then she had to travel with 10 other families from Kharkiv to a nearby city called Nipro. And then they traveled for 24 hours later through checkpoints and borders until they arrived in Kishinev, where they stayed for Shabbat. And then they were able to board a plane that uh, flew them to Israel, where it was safe. What a difficult journey that must have been. We're talking to Shane Diziatnik, senior journalist at Australian Jewish News, and you're listening to SBS Jewish Update with Nitsa Lowenstein. Shane, floods also in uh, New South Wales, in uh, northern New South Wales, in Lismore, they were really, really bad, and in around Sydney, western Sydney. I believe that uh, our big kitchen is doing something to provide and deliver food for people in needs in at the flood-stricken uh, areas in around Lismore and in Lismore. Yeah, that's right. So Lismore, uh, there a few towns in northern New South Wales that were, were particularly affected, and Lismore was probably the most affected overall because the whole CBD of Lismore was underwater, which is incredible when you think about it. If you've seen some of the photos, you, you would know what I mean. So our big kitchen, uh, like they have volunteers from... Uh, Jewish and non-Jewish volunteers, corporate world, and they, they cook meals in the kitchen every day of the week for many, many charities. But on top of that, they've uh, increased their production and their capacity, especially to provide meals for the people of Lismore. The only thing was, with all the roads closed, the local roads closed to the town, there wasn't a way of actually delivering it. So what did they do? As uh, the director, Rabbi Dr. David Slavin, happens to be a chaplain for the New South Wales Ambulance Service, he got into a discussion with them and they offered to provide Ambulance New South Wales helicopters to deliver all the donated food on an ongoing basis during this crisis to the people in need in Lismore Uh, town center, which is quite incredible. It is indeed an incredible story. It's amazing what our big kitchen is doing for the community and the wider community. Shane Diziatnik, senior journalist at Australian Jewish News. Thank you so much and have a great week. רוצים לשמוע עוד סיפורים? האזינו דרך האפל פודקאסט, גוגל פודקאסט, ספוטיפיי, או בכל מקום אחר בו ניתן להאזין לפודקאסטים.